This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, IGN's weekly Xbox show for March 8th, 2022. It's episode 534. The usual crew joins me. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. I've got Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Hi, hello. Stella Chung, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Destin Legary. I don't see a Bam. cookie in your hand, a Legary oh, Bakery <laughs> cookie. What, where, come on, where's the product placement, buddy? Let's go. Uh, no, no, no cookie. This you gotta, you gotta, mm. you know, don't get high on your supply, like you said, right? <laughs> That's what I said to you last week. Yeah, what? yeah. You're taking my advice. Your advice. This is Get good. Your advice. This is good. Uh, well, welcome to Podcast Unlocked, another round of IGN's weekly Xbox show here. Uh, before I get started, did, I'm curious, he, just heat check the Batman. Uh, I think we all saw it. Did I loved it? Did everybody else feel good about this movie? It was very so good. good. Uh, I have already seen it twice, have four page of notes in my little mini pocket notebook and uh, plan to see it a third time. So nice. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to go again (laughs) this weekend with a buddy of mine. So if you have not seen the Batman, it is I'll tell you, I Batman's always been my favorite superhero. I mean, I, I, I was, you know, just dating myself, but I was nine when the Tim Burton, the first, you know, Michael Keaton one came out. That was like my favorite movie. I ran around pretending to be Batman as a nine year old kid. Loved it so much, and uh, it's been a roller coaster ever since. And I have been waiting for a great Batman solo Batman film ever since. And thank you, Matt Reeves, you have delivered. Yes, so go see the Batman. Uh, but on the Xbox side, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's jump right in. I want to start with our headline topic, that being Halo Infinite. So 343 has revealed new details on Season 2 of Halo Infinite's multiplayer, including its name, Lone Wolves. Uh, It's going to have new maps and modes, and it's coming on May 3rd. So uh, we've got about two months to go, just under. Now, Joseph Staten saying, quote, by theme, we mean a core idea that guides the creation of of much, but not all, of a season's content. Lone Wolf, uh, the, the theme here, Lone Wolf Spartans are hunters, trackers. They're resourceful improvisers operating deep in enemy territory, without resupply or support. They're fierce, rugged, and prefer to work alone, but they're still loyal to the Spartan pack. End quote. That's how Joseph Staten describes it. Now, season two will also see playlist updates, balance changes, new modes, and maps. These include an arena map called Catalyst, a big team battle map called Breaker, a free-for-all elimination mode called Last Spartan Standing, another new mode called Land Grab, and the return of King of the Hill. It was previously revealed that the much-anticipated campaign co-op wouldn't arrive until Season 2, but unfortunately that's going to be a bit longer. 343 says it won't be ready right when Season 2 launches. They've committed to releasing four-player network co-op and two-player split-screen co-op on all Xbox consoles. However, 343 has said that the, quote, non-linear, Wide open sections of the campaign present some big challenges for split screen that have taken us more time to solve. And that means, again, uh, no co-op still on May 3rd, but the team is still aiming on delivering it to fans later this season, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Forge is also progressing well and is still on track for season three. So uh, with all that, I wanted to go around the table. I'm going to go to Stella, our Halo multiplayer reviewer, <laughs> first. 
the state of Halo, uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer still. This is a game that uh, you and I both loved on both the campaign and multiplayer side. We all love it on the multiplayer side, not just you as the reviewer. But it's been a little bumpy, and uh, we've got some new stuff coming, but some stuff we've been waiting for is still not coming. And there have been big team battle connection problems. So I want to start with you and then go around the table. I want to hear if everybody's still playing, if you've fallen off, what you make of this new season of content. Uh, Yeah, so I'm really excited for campaign to come back, especially online campaign co-op, because then I can actually play with my friend who has been wanting to play this game and experience it with me. Uh, And that has been a pretty big deal for us because we've been playing through uh, the previous campaigns together. Um, I I do want to say, though, that every time I do revisit multiplayer here, uh, at least when I play ranked, uh, the network issues are pretty prominent. Um, even getting 10 ping on this game can make a huge difference, and it's it's kind of a pain in the butt to deal with a lot of the times. For casual play, it's fine, but I've noticed a lot of network issues um, that do make me not want to play the game. And I understand that they're going to be pushing out a lot of fixes with Season 2 and new content, which is really great. Uh, the fact that they are showing us that they are going to be putting out new content every season is really good, because then it keeps the game feeling fresh. Uh, but I have noticed that there is a pretty decent drop-off of players with multiplayer. Um, so hopefully the launch of Season 2 will bring these people back. I think there is something to say about like the seasons being a little bit too long. Um, mm. I do really like the fact that the uh, ranked system does stay for so long, though, because it kind of gives you a little bit of breathing time to take a break and then come back uh, and continue ranking up. That is my competitive side speaking. Uh, But I think that this season just goes a little bit too long, and I think a lot of people are feeling that sort of... uh, What is it? They're just not feeling it um, the longer it goes on because there's just not much uh, content that drops. So. Yeah, I don't know. This will this will be the first like fresh season update that we'll see. So I want to I want to experience it and see how uh, that'll change the gameplay and and the amount of people that come back to it. So I don't know. We'll see. It, it seems like a really good start though. And before I go to Destin and Miranda, how are you with the progression? Because that's another point of topic, sort of a point of contention amongst the community. And actually, it's not even contention. It's more most people aren't happy with it. It's better. Uh, it, it's definitely better than what it was before. Um, I'm not going to lie. I have not bought the Battle Pass because I just don't think there's anything on it that has appealed to me. Yeah. Uh, so already for me, that is like a big thing of like, well, I don't really care about the challenges. I don't really care about the Battle Pass. Like, I guess this is fine. I just play because I, I like the game, you know? Uh, so hopefully with Season 2, we do see some better cosmetics. We see uh, better balancing of the weekly and daily challenges because, I mean, Apex struggled with this for so long. Their first Battle Pass was atrocious. And I... I completely believe in 343 being able to redo things and kind of see how people reacted to the battle pass uh, items and progression and be able to adjust because I, I, I trust in their quality. So um, hopefully with season two, we also see that being improved upon. How about you, Miranda? What, uh, what do you make of all the season two stuff and sort of the general state of infinite multiplayer at this point? I agree with Stella that the seasons do feel a little long, and I think something that could potentially help with that is maybe doing a map drop in between, like in the middle of the season. So I think that was one thing that me and my friends sort of felt. So we we play still pretty regularly, and I know we're all very excited about like March updates and what's coming with that, and of course season two. Uh, and just, I think some of these maps, though, there are a few that are very fun. It's like, oh yeah, this one's great for Fiesta, and then one map comes up, we're like, I why <laughs> um and so some some of the challenges as well as still was saying uh, are always a, a bit hard to work with sometimes especially when big team battle was just 
bored. <laughs> like it's like, well, here's a big team battle challenge that I just have to skip because you know can't play it. Uh, but that is mostly getting resolved, and it's glad to see that a lot of the network issues are getting resolved. I would say though, for me, I- I'm curious to see if and when this game picks back up again, Uh, just because at least for me personally and for my own friend group, I know a lot of the reason that we haven't been playing Halo is because there's just a lot of big single player games out right now, right? This is uh, (laughs) like what I keep saying, this is fall part two. Like there's just so much out right now. And it's like, if you're, it's hard to want to stay on this sort of game that it's very known, it's fun. I love playing with my friends, but if I have a limited time to spend I could do this multiplayer game that I know, or I could go back to Elden Ring and try that boss again. So that's kind of like the, the tear, right? It's like, well, it, can I get my friends to play with me right now? No, well then why bother? So I think it's kind of part of that issue and also just sort of waiting for those new events. And uh, still, as you said, new cosmetics. I think the progression has really mostly been fixed. Like I'm really satisfied with it, at least. I bought the battle pass. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I like how they've been changing things also with the... Uh, economy of the game as well they're changing how much things cost like a pretty rather large reduction i think in the cost of a lot of the cosmetics as well which i've i've enjoyed them i love my spartan she looks great uh, she's got a little bear and she's got the cat ears it's 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 goofy but i love that about it um so i think that's good but it's again that thing of where we need something else to work toward just because i think when they first plan out these seasons they're like okay this battle pass realistically will take like a season-ish to finish. And then of course there were the pr- progression concerns where everyone's like, why is this taking so long? And so then they altered that and now it's really fast. And now you're at the like end of the season and people have been done with their battle passes for who knows how long. So it's just sort of that kind con- compounding issue of how do you make the changes after you've kind of established a system for progression that no longer ha- matches the flow of your season. So I think that's going to be something that's really interesting to see how they fix that and what they do to kind of keep the game as a whole really lively um but i'm I'm still enjoying it it's still halo it feels great it's just you know you get a little tired after a while it's like all right i've seen these maps many times it's been fun just play one or two rounds and then sign off but um i'm excited for like the lone wolf season as a whole like it sounds pretty fun and i I like king of the hill so (laughs) i'm I'm looking forward to that be good to have that back destin how about you yeah, I think the progression stuff is fine, as everybody has said. They they largely addressed that pretty quickly, and it's been fine since then. Um, so I played a whole lot of Halo. I played the campaign twice on Legendary, completed it. I played it with all skulls turned on for the because I was getting all the achievements, right? Yeah. So I've gotten every achievement in the game that you possibly can right now. I think the medic one still is not available. A lot of people are wondering when that's going to be turned on. And... I played a lot of multiplayer. I have like 300 hours of Halo Infinite, according to Steam, right? So um, the thing is, though, I don't, I can't put my finger on it. The gameplay is great. Like, I, I had a ton of fun with it. I didn't encounter the latency issues that a lot of people have brought up. I, I mean, I of course, I have in a few games, but not like in ranked like Stella did. That would have been, I would have been pretty upset. It's horrible. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I can't put my finger on like what, the point was where I stopped. Probably I did a hundred on the battle pass. So that's done. I did all the achievements. So that's done. And I'm the type of person that wants to devour every single thing in a game. So destiny Two witch queen comes along and I'm playing a ton of that right now. Cause I want to finish that campaign on the hardest difficulty and do all the things that the game has to offer for you in destiny, destiny Two witch queen. 
And, um, you know, I'm <laughs> nearing the end of, of that. So next will probably be Elden Ring. Halo just, well, I mean, it's 300 hours, right? So I think it's a, a good investment for my, my $60 purchase. Uh, well, actually, okay, just to clarify. Zero dollars pro- plus whatever you paid for the battle pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zero dollars and codes were provided to us. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't put my finger on it, right? I don't know. I don't know what it is because, like, I love the game. The gameplay is great. I had a ton of fun with it. I think I hit Diamond before they did the reset on Ranked um, or whatever the rank below Onyx is. And uh, I'm done. Like, I, I don't really, even the season two stuff isn't doing a ton for me. It does sound like there is a, a big team battle thing, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just. The design style doesn't have a ton of incentive for me to sign back on. And I, I am a little bit worried about the game. Even big YouTubers like uh, Mintplitz, who I follow because he does these insane tricks in, in Halo Infinite. Even he's putting polls out like, is Destiny dying? And it has like an 80% voted, voted yes because people just aren't playing it. It's currently rated like 135 on Steam with... 4,799 players, which... Destiny or Halo? Because you just said Halo. Destiny. Sorry, Halo Infinite is currently there on Steam. Halo's been in the top 10 for like seven years, or however long Halo 2's been out. So, or top 25 at least. So, th- they have to figure something out. I don't have the answers. I can just talk about my experience with it, and my experience with it is I have done everything the game has to offer. There's yeah. no more story stuff for me to do. Um, there's no maps for me to make, and that's not coming until season three with Forge. Yeah, Forge uh, yeah. There's no co-op for me to play, which was delayed outside of May. Um, and, you know, season two is going to be coming along soon, sooner rather than later. But it's just more modes, really. So I'm going to sign on and, and what, play the new modes that are added, yeah, I guess? Yeah, mode- Battle Pass in two maps, I believe, which yeah. isn't as many as I thought they were going to have for a second season. Just because, again, like to your point, Dustin, it's like you've done everything, like you know these places in and out, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily bad to have that. But I think, especially, it's that fatigue, right? And there's something yeah. more appealing to to take your time for right now while you wait for something else to come. So that just makes sense. John Davidson wrote a great article about. Console wars are dead. It's a battle for your time now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm playing uh, Gran Turismo and Destiny. Like those are the two games that I'm going back and forth between. And um, Halo Infinite just hasn't brought anything that has been able to wrestle me away from those games. And I still have Elden Ring to play more of, right? And Horizon. There's just so much going on right now, and. Um, just a general criticism for Xbox right now. We still don't have dates on stuff that's coming out this summer. Like Redfall still doesn't have a True. date. And yeah. I just want like what it's am not I looking out forward this to? I There's just no want way. dates. There's yeah. Tunic, right? We're looking yeah. forward to Tunic's Tunic. Tunic's next week. Yeah, Yay. Tunic's next week. And and then something in summer and then scorn in October. Like, can we just put dates on these things or delay them if well, they're gonna be delayed? Because I'm too, convinced like- they're being delayed at this point. It, it makes sense for them not to have dates just because of the flex. I think they're trying to open up for flexibility with the pandemic, right? Obviously, a lot of stuff has been delayed, and I think they're just like, this is the target. And until they can actually firmly say this is when, they probably just don't want to announce it. Also, we're kind of waiting for like that E3 timing vaguely, so that could so also June. be part of it. So nothing until June, July? Like, 
that's yeah, pretty regular. It's, I mean, it's a it, there's nothing though. Like we were talking about the content right calendar. Now. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, as, right as far as exclusives go, yeah. it's it's certainly mm -hmm. the it ebbs and flows, right? Like Sony was pretty dry with exclusives last year, mm -hmm. whereas Xbox had a bunch. You know, it was uh, 12 minutes, and it was the Ascent, and then we had Flight Sim for Series X, and we had Forza Horizon 5 and Halo Infinite. But yeah, this year, uh, we had Stalker 2 push out of April to December, and we're going to talk more about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, we And then Tunic's coming up. But then, and then, yeah, Redfall was announced with a cinematic trailer last summer for this summer, but given that we haven't seen or heard a thing about it, I can't possibly imagine it's actually coming out this summer. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. I, I get the, I get that frustration in the exclusive sense, but, but yeah, there's still, uh, there's still Elden Ring. There's still some of these big things out right but, now, Ryan for spoken, just delayed. We're, yeah. we're about to go into a giant content drop for everybody. It's not just Xbox, right? Well, but uh, that's PlayStation how God, has go, PlayStation has Ghostwire. Please just yeah. give me a break. I would like to sleep. Let's, let's see what you're saying in June. Like if we yeah. still don't have Redfall in June, are you still going to be wanting a break when there's nothing coming out? Yes. Like, and and there's, backlog. <laughs> there, there's, there's stuff like, um, like what else is, uh, like Ghostwire, that'll be interesting. But it's like, like so, summer I, having a drought is really normal, though, right? Like that's summer's that's the, only game, the only there's games that have anymore. there's games that have seasonal locked in times, but we don't have dates on stuff that should be like June, July. It's March. It's like four months away, and we don't even know what date Redfall's coming out. Or no, what I mean date you're right in the sense that talking about it. In, you know. in years past, spring was always kind of a second fall, right? That like mm -hmm. April and May and even a little June, right? Would would you get big things that would come out? And, and you're right that there's really nothing on the calendar for those months right Hello, now. But Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pulling it back to, to Halo, Sorry. though. I mean, it's. I, yeah, it's. I, I wonder. I don't know what 343's. KPIs are right. Like, are they okay with you with just having players dip in and out as long as they are coming back for new seasons? Because that's, I'll I'll tell you where I'm at with Halo. I have I have dipped out for right now. I mean, I am I'm reviewing something that'll go up next week that will be relevant to this audience interest. So that's taking my full attention right now. But I will say, speaking honestly. The uh, the networking issues with Big Team Battle, the connection issues with Big Team Battle, that's when I fell off of Halo for a little bit. I, I will come back. I will 100% come back. Coming back for King of the Hill, I want to check out the new modes, and I definitely want to check out the two new maps, especially the Big Team Battle map, because the game needs another Big Team Battle map, in my opinion. So I'll be back, but but yeah, I wonder, I mean, is, is 343's goal to keep, you know... To, to really keep everybody playing every week? Are they satisfied if players come back every month, every season? I mean, that I'm not sure of, but um, it is. And, and and I've sensed, you know, we, we actually did an article on it on IGN. We posted an article about kind of the frustration of the Halo community as it pertains to, you know, the continued delay of campaign co-op and Forge being pushed out and, and all these things. And I get that. I understand and respect that I, what I would say optimistically is at least 
if if three four three, okay, they may not be quite where you want them to be, and probably where they want to be in terms of having Infinite's live service portion run like a well-oiled machine. But at least they are. They've been open, honest, and and malleable, right? Like they've been adaptable. They've been making changes. They've been reacting to to the community. So I think they'll get there. I mean, not it's not unlike a less drastic version of Master Chief Collection, right? Like they showed us they put in the work on that game to eventually get it back to the thing that it it deserved to be and it needed to be. And and I'm sure we'll get there with with Infinite, but. Uh, in the meantime, you know, it's just kind of it's growing pains and some people may not excuse them. And that's fine. People vote with, you know, as Destin alluded to from John David's article, you vote with your time, you know, because with Game Pass, you're not even really, in a sense, voting with your wallet. You're voting with your time. Mm-hmm. So uh, but and then other people will will come back and and keep playing. So we'll see what happens. But I will say uh, of all the stuff <clears throat> on offer for season two. It's the big team battle map and King of the Hill that I'm most excited for. Miranda, what 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 of these uh, new additions are you particularly looking forward to? Um, I would say actually big team battle map is probably what I'm looking forward to as well. Although I do like a lot of the 4v4, if I don't have uh, three other friends with me, I'm more inclined to play big team battle just because even if we have half the team, I'm like, can I trust you two? Are you guys going to do your job? <laughs> Probably not. So, I mean, sometimes it comes through and they're great. But more often than not, I think it's more fun to just like run into big team battle and sort of have that rather chaotic experience that I think Halo offers uniquely and ends up being rather fun. So I think having another uh, map in that mix is going to be nice. All right. Let's move on to our next topic this week, which is uh, the most serious topic we could possibly discuss. There's no pivoting to it, but uh, it is... The ongoing war in Ukraine, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, but it affects the game industry and it affects Xbox. And I want to just take some time to to talk with the group about this. So uh, first and foremost, Microsoft, along with many, many other companies, but Microsoft has suspended sales in Russia. This includes Xbox hardware. This includes Xbox games. Microsoft President Brad Smith announced... We are stopping many aspects of our business in Russia in compliance with governmental sanctions decisions. We believe we are most effective in aiding Ukraine when we take concrete concrete steps, pardon me, in coordination with the decisions being made by these governments, and we will take additional steps as this situation continues to evolve. Uh, Smith also pointed out that Microsoft has already acted against cyber attacks and, quote, Russian positioning destructive or disruptive measures against more than 20 Ukrainian government, IT and financial sector organizations. So this stretches, you know, into Microsoft's business beyond just the gaming side. Uh, He also said, like the rest of the world, we are horrified, angered and saddened by the images and news coming from the war in Ukraine and condemn this unjustified, unprovoked and unlawful invasion by Russia. And Microsoft noting they will also provide technology and financial support for humanitarian organizations in the region, and they are offering support to Ukraine-based Microsoft employees. Now, a lot of the industry has followed suit here. Rockstar stopped uh, all business in Russia. EA has removed Russian teams from their sports games. Others have stopped sales in Russia as well. 
Uh, so let me start with uh, with Destin here. Just kind of your take, Destin, on on how this has just impacted everything, including the Xbox industry. I mean, you wouldn't think that, but here we are. Yeah, here's the thing. Ukraine obviously does not want this war. Russians don't seem to support the war. Nobody in the world wants this to be happening. And it's having a terrible effect on the, the citizens of Ukraine, obviously. It's completely unnecessary. It, did, it, was, it was avoidable. Um, what happened with Microsoft, Microsoft alerted Ukraine about a giant malware attack ahead of the, the attacks that happened in Ukraine. And they were able to stop what would have basically shut down all of their computers about 36 hours before things happened. Um, I'm glad that the industry is taking a stand and shutting down and sanctioning Russia for these actions. I have heard some people say that this feels like they're punishing the people of Russia. That's not what this is about. This is about sending a message to Putin, in my opinion, and saying your actions are unacceptable and your actions specifically are going to have a negative impact on all of Russia. This isn't about hurting innocent people of Russia who don't want the war, who don't want to have any part of it, right? It's about sending a message to Putin. So it's a very difficult topic. It is political in nature. Um, I'm not really sure what else to do. One small thing I did, I, I started I started a small fundraiser for um, Project Hope, which is uh, a fundraiser where um, they're trying to get people housing. Millions of Ukrainians have had to evacuate yeah. uh, Ukraine because their country's being shelled. And uh, it's really traumatic to watch this footage. So anybody who has pulled support for, for Russia, uh, I absolutely understand why. It's a, I don't like talking about war uh, ever, um, but that's, that's what's going on right now and the industry is reacting. And the messed up thing is the industries of Ukraine and Russia both work together to make uh, minerals and gases and things that go into the the products and people just want to yeah. do their jobs right russians and ukrainians who don't want this stupid war sorry sorry for going on a bit of a tangent there but like it's just awful yeah. it's uh, and a lot of fundraising efforts across the ga games industry uh, ign sister company humble bundle uh, is among those if you're interested mm -hmm. in you, know, you can purchase video games that where the money you know for heavily discounted rates where the money will go directly to Ukrainian relief Stella uh, your kind of take on on you know the Xbox impact uh, you know Microsoft's actions as part of this well I think it goes further than just gaming right especially sure. since it's Microsoft as a whole uh, yeah I, I agree with Destin I think this is this is the least that they can do. I, I know that this feels like it is attacking the people uh, in Russia who don't necessarily support the war. Um, but it it is one of those things that I think we're seeing a lot of people come together for this, this movement, right? And um, I feel like that's what we need to do right here. We need to support Ukraine as much as we can. And I, I'm not going to claim to be like a, an expert in this subject there's a lot that i need to research and a lot that i want to educate myself on but uh i i think that it is a very good thing that we are seeing a lot of companies in the industry come together and say like outwardly state their support 
um, and be able to do some fundraisings. And I know that they have actually been uh, donating a lot of money um, out of their own pockets to uh, help help the people affected in Ukraine, which is amazing. And that's great. Like they are actually using their platform uh, for a good cause. And I, I, I think that's a really good thing to see that the games industry is becoming more bold with uh, just with their statements. Yeah. Miranda, do you have any uh, weigh in for this one? Uh, nothing that hasn't already been said, really. Just more of like, a, yeah, they're complying with government sanctions and they're doing what I think everyone is considering to be you know, the right thing to do is making sure that you can support the folks that need the help. And, um, you know, as Justin said, I think a big part here, too, it's like obviously the folks of uh, many folks of Russia and many who can't speak out because it's Russia. There's a lot of things going on uh, there for people who do want to speak out and maybe can't legally or other other reasons. There's a lot of re read into there too. Um, it's not solely about punishing them, but it is more of a larger corporate and governmental thing that they are taking a stand for. And that's also important, though it can see as a thing to harm others that are, have nothing to do with these decisions. Um, it is outside of that, which is very complicated. I, I don't yeah. think a lot of no, people understand that in Russia, speaking out is basically oh. putting your life in the yeah. line. Yeah, so there's, the fact that they're protesting in mass... Well, but yeah, I mean, there's been, like, you look historically, there's been journalists who have believed to have been murdered for speaking uh, out about topics. Also, just so. a, a quick note, too, like, please, if you guys could, if you are looking into this or abstaining from it, because I understand sometimes you can only take these in as many doses as you can personally have. I mean, there's, there's always much we can do, right? But also, it's important to be aware. And in that, I encourage you all to, of course, check multiple sources. If you th see things on social media, verify it. Make sure it's coming from people that you trust and not necessarily just something that's regurgitated. I think in these sorts of situations, you get a lot of stuff that is massively shared or edited, and it just kind of gets uh, passed around as something that is uh, as true. But um, yeah, Dustin, exactly as you're saying, like, there's a lot that goes there to um, stop people from speaking up for what they... I want to say so and it is very scary so i hope um everyone of course is it's just it's just a, a huge deal right and i hope everyone or we can all come together and hopefully make things better in any way we can so now there are uh to just you know sort of tie the the reason you know, we are talking about this and not just a, as humans but but within an xbox context as well there's uh, there are a number of Ukrainian game developers, and one of the most prominent of them, certainly as it pertains to the world of Xbox, is GSC Game World, the developers of Stalker 2, which had been penciled in as a major Xbox timed exclusive, uh, console exclusive. It was originally due at the end of April. Uh, prior to all of this, they had already pushed back to December, so we were looking forward to that uh, nice one-two punch at the end of the year with Starfield and then Stalker 2. Uh, well, that uh, this, they, are, they, they are based out of Kiev, uh, which has been a, a major battleground city in, uh, in Ukraine. And the developer, they are uh, speaking out, GSC Game World speaking out. They said, quote, on the 24th of February, Russia declared war on Ukraine and sent rockets, tanks, and soldiers to our homeland. Our country is forced to fight for existence again. Now we are striving to help our employees and their families to survive. The game development shifted to the sidelines. We will definitely continue after the victory. Glory to Ukraine, they say. Now, I mean, it's, it's just such a humbling thing when you think about, like, we're so lucky to even be able to talk about video games every week and, and get to do this 
in our case, to cover these things for a living. And in, in all of our cases, to just get to play these things that are worked on for so many years, so hard by so many people. And it's just, it's, it's crazy to me to think about like, we, of the, of the many video games delayed over the years for so many reasons, you know, there was recently the pandemic has been a, a large factor in delaying of video games. The, the transition to working from home and the, and the production challenges that that causes, you know, plenty of games over the years have just needed more time. That's also, that happens in the game, you know, the game development space as well. But uh, I, I think that the developer's country got invaded by hostile forces is never a reason for a delay I've heard before. And I hope to God that I never hear it again. But it, so it just tells you, just, it just goes so far past video games and, and you know, what's coming out this year. Obviously, one less Xbox exclusive for 2022, but that just doesn't matter. You know, this Stalker 2 is not important right now. Those developers, their families, and the people of Ukraine are what matters. So, you know, as, as uh, some of my fellow Unlocked panelists have mentioned earlier, you know, do your research, maybe take a look into some of the relief efforts being generated both within the games industry and, and uh, uh, numerous organizations outside it. And, uh, and we wish the best to GSC Game World, all the Ukrainian game developers and all the people of Ukraine as well. Uh, next this week, there is no pivoting from that to it or from it. Uh, but I mentioned Rockstar a, f- a few minutes ago, talking about the su- cut, uh, you know, cutting off Russian sales. Uh, but Rockstar is busy right now. Nevertheless, even uh, uh, under they're always busy with GTA Online. But now GTA Five and GTA Online for next gen for Series X and S. Well, we've got some f- finally details on the features on specifically how what those games are going to offer. So. Uh, I want to throw to the panel here to get get reactions and and see uh, take everybody's temperature on you know how they want to play GTA Five on next gen if you're going to play it all, but it's going to support three new graphics settings for players who uh, want various things. So we've got fidelity mode, as that implies, it will run at the highest visual settings. You got native 4K there with ray tracing, 30 frames per second on the Series X. For Series S, that's going to be upscaled 4K. There's performance mode, naturally 60 frames per second at an upscaled 4K on the Series X, and that's going to be 1080p on the Series S. And then meeting in the middle, performance RT, performance ray tracing, a hybrid of fidelity and performance in which it will run at an upscaled 4K with ray tracing and 60 frames per second. That is only available on the Series X, Nothing uh, that that mode will not be available for reasons you can probably imagine on the less powerful Series S. GTA 5 will also take advantage of spatial sound on the Series X and, of course, the SSDs for faster loading times. Rockstar promises high end PC visuals on console, including increased population and traffic variety, increased vegetation density, improved lighting quality across shadows, water reflections and uh, reflections, pardon me and other elements, plus improved anti-aliasing, motion blur, highly detailed new explosions, fire, and much more. So uh, I'll start with Stella. Are you going to go back to GTA? I know we've talked about this a little bit in recent shows, but which now that we have the details, which of those three modes is most appealing to you? 
Well, so I did just get uh, two new TVs that with 4K capabilities. So, I mean, maybe I test those out, you know, maybe see how it looks. Um, I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I don't have time for GTA 5, but I'm willing to look at, you know, the graphical differences. And I'm sure our very own Destin Legary will do something about showing off the different uh, visuals and stuff. But I mean, uh, of course, for me, performance mode is, oh, it's like 60 FPS. I Listen, I have been spoiled by that now. So that is kind of like a standard. So I'll probably end up going back to that if I do uh, end up playing GTA 5 again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I want to see how pretty this game can look. We've seen it on PC with like all these different mods that make it look as realistic as possible, which honestly, I, I don't need that with a GTA game. But I think it is just... A nice way to showcase like all the different things they can do performance and visual uh visual effect wise so um yeah i think i would try the 4k with ray tracing and then probably switch back to performance mode <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's i think a lot of people will be in the same boat like let's see what this looks like fully dialed up and then <laughs> and then maybe go for frame rate destin how about you you are as Stella noted, our sort of resident performance <laughs> guru and performance enthusiast. Yeah, so for me, I think native 4K, uh, it's whatever. Uh, I play on a 1080 monitor anyway because I want higher frame rate for shooters and such, right? So for me, I would play the mix version where you get yeah. uh, performance ray tracing, which is a high, <laughs> hybrid of fidelity and performance mode where you get a little bit of both, right? You get 60 frames, you get ray tracing, but it's upscaled 4K, which I'm totally fine with anyway, even if I'm playing on my television. Native 4K is nice, but at the same time, I'm also like, I don't know. I just I just don't care that much about, about that. Per Native 4K isn't that important to me. I would rather do 1440 upscaled to, to 4K at 60, well, because the hardware is gonna limit what what is possible on every console, you know? Miranda, how about you? Fidelity mode for sure. I got a nice TV. I want to make the most of it. That's why I keep trying to find games. I'm like, all right, guys, give me it all, or at least most of it. And I think for this one, I don't mind 30 frames on GTA 5. It'll be, be just like old times. I don't know. As long as it's prettier. a steady 30, right? Yeah, as long as it's steady. That's, that's totally fine with me. Um, I will also say this is the one time I have been excited for more traffic. That's it. <laughs> yeah, There's never, well never any other time in my life. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, that's a good point. No, you're right. Um, I, I think I'm going to probably end up with performance RT, but I definitely want to dial up full fidelity and just see mostly, A, if there a, visu a noticeable visual difference between fidelity and performance RT, and B, is the frame rate, is that 30 frames per second on fidelity going to be steady? Because I've said this many times over the years, like if it's a steady 30, give me the visuals. I'm all, you know, make it as pretty as possible. But if, but it's, it's, a, it really matters if it's uh if it's dipping or not. Because if it is, then it's just like, all right, now then let's go, let's go to performance RT. But, you know, it is nice. It's just nice that we started to see these PC-like, visual options back with the Xbox One X. And it's just so nice that it's totally normalized on consoles now. Like this is a, this is, Absolutely. this was a only of right to death. And this was solely in the domain of PC games for many, many years. And I feel like the, the One X and the PS4 Pro 
really brought this into console gaming and now it's just a normal thing. Thank goodness. Yeah, it's so nice to see people totally change their tune. I remember before the consoles launched, everybody's like, 30 frames per second is fine. I only want 30 and, and the best. And now that they have the option to choose, they're like, oh yeah, this is way better. And as as a PC player, I've always had the option to choose, right? So I'm like, yeah, 60 is like gonna be a thing. And now we know it obviously is. And I'm just happy that people can make choices because it's on a game by game basis, right? Yeah. So Grand Theft Auto probably fine at 30 for the single player campaign. And then if you want to do 60, you can do 60. It's it's player choice, and that's how it should right. be. Or you, you probably want 60 for GTA Online, right? Because that's the other half of this that I, I didn't even bring up. But obviously GTA Online coming over with upgrades as well. So I, I expect most players, even if they're going fidelity in the campaign, probably want to go either performance RT or just full-on performance for uh, GTA Online where you've got yeah, other it, players that you've got to worry about. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the type of game that needs like lightning fast responses if you played a lot of GTA Online. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it does give you a little bit of an edge if you're playing at 60 versus 30. All right. Uh, let's see. We're starting to run short on time. We'll just mention real quick, speaking of next-gen updates, Capcom's bringing Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 3 Remake, and Resident Evil 7 to the Xbox Series X later this year. And the good news is if you already own them, you will be getting free upgrades for the Series X. So they're getting, obviously, the visual enhancements. If you got them, you're going to get the free update. So they'll, they're getting ray tracing, they're getting higher frame rates, uh, and they're getting the 3D audio. Same stuff, basically, that GTA is getting because that's what these new consoles offer. And uh, I just wanted to, A, point it out, because I know there are plenty of Resident Evil fans out there, but B, just say uh, kudos to Capcom for making this a free update, because at least uh, I will say Rockstar is not doing that. It is going to be a paid upgrade for GTA 5. And I mean, they can get it. I'm not defending it necessarily, but they can get it. So uh, kudos to Capcom for making it a freebie. All right, let's do trivia because we are running short on time. We ended up with kind of, what, two major talking points there between uh, the those first two topics. So unlock block trivia time. This is a good one. This is dipping back. I remember this game from my official Xbox magazine days. Uh, and <laughs> I remember how ridiculous this game was. The game is Outlaw Volleyball. That's the subject of our trivia question. And I'm going to just go out on a limb and guess that none of you have even played Outlaw Volleyball, but that's okay. No. Maybe you remember the magazine advertisements. Maybe you remember anything. And if not, it's just fun to guess because uh, our listener here is Logan Smith. Thank you, Logan, for sending this in. And and Logan asks, this is a good one, which, who, which celebrity who now I think we'd call an A-list celebrity, maybe, maybe this person was or wasn't at the time, but what now A-list celebrity was the announcer, the play-by-play -play announcer in Outlaw Volleyball. Our choices are Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen, or Will Ferrell. So uh, we'll go around the table. We'll start with Destin on this one. You should start with a point leader. Who's? I'm not the point leader. <laughs> uh, I'm starting with man. you. Jeez, I don't know. I'll say Paul Rudd, B. Okay. Going with uh, the ageless one. 
the most handsome man in America, right? Isn't that, I think, his, <laughs> his newest claim to fame, newest title? Yeah, I have no uh, idea who By it the is. way, our scoring here, Miranda 2, Destin 2, so you are tied for the lead, Destin. So all right, all right. Don't all right. give me any of your, your uh, yeah, nonsense. Yeah, point leader, go. <laughs> I just want, I want uh, that, that chance. And Stella's right there with one, so I will go to Stella next. In you fact. don't have to say it like that, first of all. <laughs> I got the first question of the year, all right? Yeah. And then I peaked. I it's, it's, it's a one point <laughs> game. It's fine. <laughs> okay, but Ryan, I'm so competitive. It is a problem. Um, I genuinely don't know. I It says, which now A-list celebrity? Now that's Logan's wording there. You may disagree. I don't know, but it's uh, what you famous person. <laughs> yeah, you can't word things like that and not expect people to like pick it apart, you know? <laughs> oh, God. I'm stuck between Paul Rudd or Seth Rogen. And I don't remember like 2003 who was where in the celebrity world. Right. Oh, I don't know. Um, It, w- it was. Okay. I want to go with C. Oh, God, I might regret okay. this. Okay. Going with Seth Rogen. I might Super this. distinctive laugh. You know, could. <sighs> It, 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 he his personality would fit the game type, right? I mean, you know, you could you could certainly make that case. Yes. Okay, you know what? Whatever. Okay, I'm moving on. <laughs> By the way, I love. Uh, uh, for, apologies to our audio listeners. Stella has some some yard work going on outside, out of her control. So if I you can hear that, that's not me. That's my neighbor. That oh, now it's Miranda. Vacuum. Okay, it was they Stella earlier. Vacuum. We're jumping they, from panel to panel. <laughs> they vacuum um, now. They vacuum at 10 p.m. After vacuuming at 11 p.m. Oh my like, goodness! I apologize. Very, they just love to be very clean, I guess. <laughs> uh, so that leaves. Who does that leave? Miranda Sanchez. Me. It's the me. only other person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking maybe Seth Rogen. That's my All right, guess. So we have we have two two of you voting for Seth Rogen and uh, you know why I didn't vote for him. What would that sound like? Hey, Seth Rogen here. <laughs> you know like, what? How I, would he do the announcer voice? On, you know, that'd be great. the only people I can visualize. I'm so high. I'm I Seth Rogen. Don't. <laughs> I couldn't remember what Paul Rudd looked like. Like, I know who he is vaguely. I was <laughs> like, what did he do? He's Ant-Man, There's Ant-Man, a lot of celebrities. Right? I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, I, hate, no. I hate Ant-Man. Uh, really I hate funny. ants. That's why I hate Ant-Man, because I actually oh. hate ants. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> so. uh, Miranda, there might, be, there might be something you might have to avoid in Elden Ring then. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. No. Oh, no. <laughs> look at the look on her face. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. Oh, no. By the way, before I give the answer, I just want to point out, I I love, so our audience takes this trivia competition super seriously. I get emails every week <laughs> saying like, well, you should, you know, you got to do it in this order because, you know, preserve the integrity of the contest, which I love those emails. Oh, but those, this, is, this is like the dumbest throwaway segment that we just have fun with at the end of the show. I love Even though I take is, it seriously. There I is try. a trophy at the end. Yeah. But um, (laughs) no, I know everybody does. And that's what makes it fun. So sadly, there will be no points going on the board. It was Steve Carell. Steve Carell voice. Really? What? Why do you do a video game? I probably would have gotten with Seth Rogen with you guys as well, because uh, I remember this (laughs) game and. But I would have liked to have heard uh, the Seth Rogen version of this game. He's not uh, a good, you know, just, announcer. So but, 
sure. loaded with weed jokes and, and, his, and you know, his distinctive <laughs> laugh is just so, so good. But yeah, it was Steve Carell. I'm so. shocked he would do that. Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. like Steve Carell's had a pretty long career, so I didn't well, think it's probably it pre-Office Steve Carell, right? So I don't know. Start of the office, I don't know. Maybe, I yeah. I don't quite recall, but wow. Logan Smith, great job stumping the entire panel with this one. <laughs> so nice if anybody job, yeah. else out there has an Xbox trivia question, please send it in. I just email unlocked at IGN.com. Include the question. Include four multiple choice answers. Please note the correct one in your email. And you can also include your gamer tag if you'd like me to read that on the air, should I choose your question as well. And that will bring us to the end of Podcast Unlocked episode 534. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. I'll give a quick plug for our March IGN first, which kicked off today as we record. Our game is Star Trek Resurgence, which is oh, coming yeah. to Xbox. It is a narrative adventure game set in the post-Next Generation era. It's from a bunch of ex-Telltale developers. For me, this is like, I'm all about this because Star Trek, to me, it lends itself so perfectly to an adventure game, to a dialogue-driven, choice-driven adventure game. And we've got some gameplay featuring Ambassador Spock. Uh, by the way, the voice actor that they got to, to do Leonard Nimoy, who, of course, uh, passed away so, some years back, the voice actor they got is uncanny. It's just incredible work being done. So check out that gameplay on IGN. We'll be covering Star Trek Resurgence all month long. Stella, you want to give a plug for anything you're up to or your social medias, etc.? Sure. Uh, I am everywhere at Parallax Stella. I am currently working through Elden Ring, and I am uploading all of my boss fights to YouTube, which I realize is a huge undertaking because there are a lot of bosses. A lot of bosses. So uh, there is an overload of content if you want to look at that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all I got. Elden Ring is my life now. <laughs> it's everybody's life. Yeah, you're not alone there. Miranda, how about you? Yes. Um <laughs> Elden Ring is a big thing on guides right now. We have we have a really incredible guide. Like our our lead, Brendan Graber, he's doing such a fantastic job making sure we get so much covered. Um, so please, 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 if you need help, check out our guide because we might have a helpful guide for you. Um, so we have that, and of course we have a plethora of other guides. Just like just so much going on right now. Um, so I think we're also going to have stuff for Donald Ragnarok. So that's coming out soon. We'll get started on that. Um, then, of course, we're going to have a tunic guide. So if you guys end up needing help on that, we'll have that covered for you. And then you can follow me at Havoc Girls with a K all around the Internet. Um, I will be doing a special Batman spoiler stream because I want to journal about it. But I want to get into the like nitty gritty of theories and other things. So I'll be doing that Sunday at 1130 a.m. PT. So excellent. Cool. Oh, that'll be fun. Destin, take us home. Yeah, so the fundraiser I mentioned before, you can help out Ukraine at bit.ly slash let's help Ukraine. That's for Project Hope. Uh, Project Hope is helping people who have had to flee the country, basically find shelter, a place to live, uh, food, helping people who are trying to get out, get out. Um, and uh, that's all I'm going to promote this week. It's, it's yeah, if you want to help there, if you want to help directly, uh, there's a bunch of charities that are listed out on IGN also. So there's lots of ways that you can help or what Ryan mentioned also is great. Great. Well said. Well said. Uh, for super producer Kate, I'm Ryan alongside Stella, Miranda, and Destin. This was Unlocked 534, and we'll see you back here next week. <laughs>